A cop thought I stole my own car. There's only one time in my life that I can recall getting in on the wrong side of the car. I went to the petrol station once. It was like 2 a.m. I was going to the gym. Super dead at night, fog everywhere. And there's this, this cop that's pulled in at the petrol station and they're refilling their car. And I was like, oh shit, a cop. I had no reason to be worried about cops, obviously, but I mean, I, I, I'm afraid of authority figures. And so I pull in my car and I wanted to pull in at least one pump away from him or whatever. So I wasn't right next to him. But I didn't realize the pump that I pulled into was on the wrong side for my um, car petrol tank. And so I had to get out, realize, go, oh shit, sheepishly uh, get back into my car, pull my car out again and drive into another pump. I don't know why I did. I should have just drove, driven a little further away, but that might look suspicious. But I ended up in, in the pump right next to the cop. And the cop looks at me like, is that your car, mate? I'm like, yeah, 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 it is. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, man, absolutely. It's like, it's like I think that the, the number plate is actually like for, for my mother's or whatever. But uh, I think I was driving my mother's car at the time. I was super nervous, dude. I still remember it to this day. And he's like, wait, where are you going? I'm like, oh, I'm going to the gym. He's like, all right, well, you know, be careful or whatever. And it's just. Someone caught cheating at GT5 speedrunning. We actually had um, a person's runs get removed recently. It's hard to say if they were intentionally cheating or not, but they are. Uh, Apparently when they play online, their PC is so terrible that they go in the settings to remove all shadows. From the game itself, you can only reduce the shadows to a certain level. But you can, um, outside the game or using the command prompt or whatever, you can make the shadows completely off. And we don't allow that kind of stuff. So his runs, uh, like if you looked at them carefully, things wouldn't be casting shadows. And it's impossible to know how that would impact the game everywhere. Like, in, uh, so it just, it's just something that we um, outlaw. Because it's basically like modding the game. How big do I want to get on Twitch? Um, there is no limit to how big I want to get on Twitch. There is no downsides to growth that I'm, uh, I don't see the upsides as being better than. But of course, the, the bigger you become, the more criticism you get all the time, right? It, not everyone wants to deal with that kind of stuff. It's why most big streamers have like secondary channels where they do more personal stuff or they stream to a smaller audience and stuff just to sometimes get away from it all. But you have to get really fucking big for that. And even then those secondary channels are orders of magnitude larger than I am now. Getting YouTube viewers to watch me on Twitch. Hey Matt, I have been watching you for about six months and I can tell your stream is significantly growing. Keep it up, Mr. Streamer. Uh, yeah. Things still seem to be doing well. The main way I can grow on Twitch now is just finding more ways to get people on YouTube to care about whether I'm live on Twitch or not. I just need people to give enough of a shit to check every once in a while if I'm live. Your YouTube video with the title I'm Live is definitely right, effective. That's how I knew you are on and now I have downloaded Twitch app so I can be notified next time by below. Thanks man. I mean thinking about just making a video being like, hey yo, here's how you turn notifications on when I go live. Because I'm not meant to make videos telling people to go watch me on Twitch. Uh, YouTube doesn't like those kind of spam videos. It's a tiny risk. But I won't do it that often. I almost got killed by a wombat. I was driving down the south coast and uh, there was just a wombat in the middle of the road. And like I was kind of tired and I was like, what the fuck? 
What even is that? It's just like a, a fat thing sitting in the road, slowly but surely walking across. It's like dead at night. I barely saw it. I managed to swerve around it, but it like did not give a fuck. I looked behind me and it just kept walking, like, just didn't give a fuck. Came that close to death, maybe even killing me, it's just like, eh, I've had a good one. Like, like you, you know that scene from, uh, The Dark Knight? The Joker's sitting there, like, driving, he's just like, fucking hit me, and, and Batman's driving towards him? That was kind of like me with this wombat. And Batman, the last second, swerves around the Joker, as I did with the wombat. And the wombat's like, damn. Arguing facts is easier than arguing values. I love just pure practical statements about whether A equals B or like, you know, A will lead to B because you can look at data, you can look at statistics and you can just make a, a case based on the evidence. When you get to values, as in, should you value X over Y? Is secure, like, to what extent is security preferable to freedom, freedom preferable to security? There's no actual answer to these questions. On an individual one-to-one -one level, you can make a case and you can lead people down a select amount of questions that you can phrase particularly to lead people towards your values, but doing it on a mass level is next to impossible. To significantly change a lot of people who are listening to you, right? You always are preaching to the choir because if a person doesn't accept your value system, if you make statements based on those values, people are go, nah, not interested, you know? It's like if you, um, if I value this, my back wall above all else, I can make endless statements about the practical realities of protecting this wall. And at the end of the day, if you don't value my wall as much as me, you're just gonna go, I don't fucking care, go away. Creating demand for you is important as a content creator. The reason why being a variety streamer and uh, having a significant draw of your content be your personality is, is valuable is because your personality is unique, unique to you. There is endless content that you can throw your personality at and create something new. No one can duplicate your personality perfectly. You are you fundamentally. People can, you know, beat your scores at things, they can play the same modes as you, they can play the same games as you, but they can't be you doing those same things. If you have an attractive personality that people want to, will come around just to see and talk with you, then you're set forever, basically, because, you know, your personality will stay roughly the same, uh, and you can always just jump to the next thing. Confidence in one's own beliefs as superior. Long ago, I accepted that the degree to which a person considers you educated or intelligent depends on how much you agree with them. Certainly, that's not absolute. Uh, some people will be charitable and grant a person's intelligent irrespective of the degree in which they agree with you. But we believe we're right about the things that we believe. That's why we believe them. And if a person believes too many things not similar, uh, that aren't the same as us, then we just assume they must be stupid or else why have they not reached the same conclusions that we have. I remember JonTron once said in his debate with Destiny, well, obviously you can't have all the facts because if you had all the facts, you would agree with me. This sort of arrogance where people are so confident about their own views, it's, it's terrible because we're all very flawed. You always got to keep on your toes, questioning your own, uh, your, your own beliefs, your biases, what have you. Because ultimately humans are very psychologically flawed and I, nev I try never to forget that. Uh, whenever I see something on Reddit that I think is very appealing, I, I immediately go and search by controversial. One of the things that I think on YouTube I wish they had is a search by controversial feature, because there's always the dissenting opinion and it's always there being downvoted and you want to hear it. But no one's perfect. Obviously, I, I don't have the time to do this for literally everything that I've ever heard ever. And there's not always a way to immediately get the dissenting opinion. It's not even always valuable to get the dissenting opinion because this all takes time. 
that you, you can't spend your life spending days after days researching things that have no value to you, to your, to you personally. You can't learn everything. You should learn what's practical. I, I'm rambling, I'm sorry. But my fascination with the idea of living forever. One point in time, I really liked the concept of immortality and, uh, and how authors would deal with the concept and the psychological impl implications of living for thousands of years. It was during that period I read Twilight because it had immortal characters in it. That was my interest in that series. I read everything during that phase. If it had someone who was long-lived, I'm like, give me that shit. If you could be immortal, would you? There's this concept of immortality where the only way that the person can die is if they kill themselves. It's basically an absolute control over one's fate. And I think that is uh, something that would be valuable. Certainly you wouldn't want an inability to die, that would be absolutely horrendous. Because eventually, regardless of how long it took, you'd eventually grow to hate existence. I mean, if it takes a thousand, ten thousand, twenty thousand years, if it takes the world exploding, whatever it would be, you'd eventually want to die and not be able to. And then there's uh, concepts of immortality where you can get trapped in a box, unable to escape, yet lowered down somewhere and then you sit there for thousands of years, effectively going crazy. We had this argument before where there are some people who sincerely don't believe they would get bored of existence if they just lived for thousands of years. That's insane to me. If you lived long enough, eventually everything would just become mundane. How many movies can you see before everything just seems so derivative and boring and exactly the same as something you've seen before? There's only a finite amount of entertaining ideas. There's only a finite amount of things you can do. How many times can you eat that favorite meal? regardless of how good it is, before you just get really fucking sick of it. Like, you may even be able to see why something would be entertaining, but you'd still be bored of it. The Grace Regret Debates The most memorable thing about playing Portal 2 was the Great Regret Debate. Cheese made the case that you can only regret something if it involves you and you were able to change it. So like, I regret that I didn't feed the dog. But you see, so you can't say I regret that your father died, because you can't influence that. You meet a person and you say, their father died when they were six, and you're like, uh, I regret that happened to you. I have used regret and heard regret used as just a synonym for saying that you have sympathy for a person's circumstances. But Cheese made the argument, and it's not necessarily a bad argument, I don't know, it was kind of ambiguous reading the dictionary definition, um, that you personally have to have been involved and you regret not doing something different or whatever. Uh, regret to inform? That makes sense because you could technically not inform them. You're like, you you have the choice to either inform them or not inform them, and you don't want to do that, so you regret having to do so. What helps me with social anxiety when I was younger? I have had social anxiety for a long time. I can honestly say, getting my first job, I delivered pamphlets and papers before that, but when I got a job at Coles, uh, a supermarket and I had to interact with people and I had uh, other people that I had to tell to do stuff or I was told to do stuff or whatever uh, I made some friends through that it, it, it was amazing for reducing my social anxiety just in general I think for people with social anxiety uh, having a job which is like a controlled environment where you're we have limited interactions with people I, I think it's good gradually exposes you more and more to being comfortable in social circumstances I stole hundreds of pens no joke though, I've stolen hundreds of pens. When I worked at Coles, you'd use a pen to like note down everything you needed uh, for the store. And you put the pen in your pocket and then you go home and forget you had the pen in your pocket. 
So over like the five years I worked there, I had like hundreds of pens at home. Dark Viper, master fucking criminal. Viewer says banning things is dumb because people will still find a way to do it. There's a, there's a concept in existence called barriers to entry. So I'm gonna give you a hundred dollars. Uh, it's a hundred, you want a hundred dollars, everyone wants hundred dollars, to answer one math problem. You don't even need to get it right. And you just gotta answer it. Well, of course, you just ask, I just, go, I just go two and you give it to me, okay? How about two math problems? How about three math problems? How about four math problems? How about five math problems? With every additional math problem, there is a certain portion of the population that will not go to that effort for that hundred dollars. There were people so desperate for a hundred dollars, man, they're, they're going at like a thousand math problems. It's like, man, I really need a hundred bucks. Eventually, this number will be so high that no one would do it. Whenever you look at a bit of legislation, any barrier will have some portion of people who says, fuck it, that takes too long. Whenever you look at a bit of legislation in regards to banning something or preventing access to something, saying there are still people who will have access misses the point entirely. It's, a, it's about barriers to entry, reducing the amount of people who are willing to go that effort or reducing the amount of people who can actually um, achieve those ends. It's, you, you're never gonna have a bit of legislation that 100% stops anything, that's impossible. It's never a good argument against legislation. Arguments against barriers to entry usually revolve around like, look, this is gonna be more inconvenience for well-meaning people um, that they shouldn't have to go through for the possible benefits of um, lessening of access you have for the, the, the not well-meaning people. Watching content at faster speeds. What do I think of people who watch content on faster speeds? Um, I watch everything at between two to three times speed. Like all anime, for example, reading subtitles, I watch at 2.2 times speed. Um, movies, YouTube, pretty much everything uh, like standard is two times speed. It's, it's not common I can get to three times speed with some things. It's weird going to the movies and having the movies be at one time speed. Uh, I downloaded a, a Chrome add-on that enables you to speed up anything you like in intervals of, you know, um, 10%. Do I even enjoy a movie like that? Of course. Comment from chat, but wouldn't that ruin the pacing of whatever you're watching? I mean, like, timing is just relative. As in, uh, like, you just get used to different timings. A strange sponsorship offer. I got this, uh, company that sent me a sponsorship offer. And it was $400 a month. And they're like, look, what we want you to do, four social media posts a month. We want um, like a banner on your Twitch, a banner on your YouTube. You know that little square in the bottom right-hand corner of my YouTube videos? Yeah, we want that. Um, we want you to, like, four videos a month. We want you to say, you know, go watch our stuff. We want you to do one giveaway a month. Um, we want you to have, like, uh, I think they want a little overlay thing on my Twitch. I want you to, like, um, various times in streams to, um, and just goes on and on and on and on and on and on. I'm like, $400. And you want me to give you everything but my firstborn child. Oh, oh, you want me to have a firstborn born child so you can have that too. All right. <laughs> just, the only thing that's really inspiring me to take on or to even read sponsor emails uh, is the worry that, um, you know, because success is fleeting in the online world. Uh, I could wake up tomorrow and have nothing. Channels rise and fall so quickly. And I'm concerned that uh, if I don't uh, make some money now, in a, in a couple of years, I'll have nothing or whatever. Like, I'm not a greedy person. I don't buy a lot of things and stuff. I, uh, I'm always 
thinking about my future and what I'm going to be doing years from now. My, my strongest wish is that I can just sit back one day and go like, it'd be very hard for the world to fuck me right now. Like, it would take a lot for some, like a lot for me to end up on the streets next week. I just, I just want that feeling of comfort. I don't want fancy cars. I don't want jet skis. I just want to feel like I'm not always on edge that everything's going to explode. Some of you may have that, or some of you may not worry about that, and I envy you. Partition your care wisely. What do I think about people who get offended over everything? We all have different ideas as to what people should care about. Who was rightly offended by what, you know? You've got so little time to live and caring about uh, or worrying about or getting offended over the small things, especially those things that you can't change. It's just dumb. Samsung versus Apple. Do you think Samsung is becoming more and more superior over Apple? I don't know enough. I have heard that um, uh, it's been a long time since Apple has been like the best tech on the markets or whatever. It still offers a, a good user experience, apparently. But at this point, no one who's like, I want the cutting edge of, it, of technology is uh, buying from Apple. It seems people buy Apple for like the sleek looking status and uh, ease of user experience. Comment from chat. The people I know who buy Apple do it because they don't know any better. I had um, Apple devices until fairly recently, maybe within the last year and a half, and I knew they weren't the best. I bought them because I just like the user interface. And having now moved to Samsung, I miss the Apple user interface. Do I like CSGO? What do I think of CSGO? I've always heard the gunplay in CSGO. I don't like having to learn all the different spreads for the weapons and like starting to shoot and then having to pull the gun down to have it continue to shoot straight and stuff. Just drives me crazy. I've only played a little bit and I just, I just didn't like it. Call me old fashioned, call me simplistic, but I like being able to put a trigger at something and shoot and have that thing be shot. Oh, certainly it does uh, make it more skill intensive. Certainly. And makes it very interesting to watch as well. Just for me personally, it's not something that I want to play. Could I learn it all? And could I end up enjoying it? Sure. But I've just never had that need. Or, or I haven't been motivated to. CSGO, when it came out and, and, and whatever, it was just a, a time in my life where I wasn't playing any shooters. I've never been super into shooters, really. Not being comfortable while being unproductive. I get in these uh, weird moods sometimes where I wish I was doing more and I don't feel comfortable unless I'm being productive. I see these messages all the time on Twitter where people like, you need to be able to feel comfortable doing things that aren't productive. You gotta be happy just doing stuff for the enjoyment of it. And I have a lot of trouble doing that these days because I, I think it's because I have insecurities about the future and when I'm feeling productive, I feel good because I'm effectively fighting those insecurities in a way. And when I'm just sitting around, I get anxious. But hear, hearing, I'm saying, hearing from people that I am doing something good and that people enjoy what I'm doing and stuff, it, it makes me feel good, you know? Buying way too much sugar. Oh guys, I, I made a terrible mistake. I bought myself a kilo of the new runs. Remember how, but did that rambles release? I think it did, I'm pretty sure it did. I talked about how my favorite candy is runs. And I love them back in the day. I haven't had the newest ones and they're <coughs> they're not that great Like they're good for like four of them, maybe five and then you're just like this is just 
too overwhelming. I wonder if it's because, like, I've grown up, I'm, I'm older now, so I can't deal with as much sugar, I don't know. Or is it just because the flavoring's different and completely different? I don't know. Why did you buy a kilo before you knew if you liked them? It was 20 bucks for a kilo on eBay. They didn't have smaller sizes. And I, I thought a kilo wouldn't be that much, but it's two goddamn bags. And I like them, don't get me wrong. I'm just gonna have to eat like one a day for the next gajillion years. What's my favorite candy now? I don't really have a favorite candy, man. I, I buy Twixes when I go to Coles. Runs like every Australian's favorite word. <laughs> That's a different word. Runs is a funny word, yeah. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.